0: Welcome to Forest Use Holy Week podcast. Throughout this Holy Week, we are walking with Jesus through his final days as he journeys to the cross. Each day this week, we will release a special resource that will include a guided prayer, some time for silence, a scripture reading from the Gospel of Mark, and some thoughts for reflection. It's Monday of Holy Week.
1: Let's begin with this prayer of approach. Heavenly Father, in the midst of the noise and chaos of our lives, we come to you today, desperate to know you and to hear your voice. Lead us and guide us, that we would walk in your light and your truth. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Let's take a few minutes for silence. In the midst of the noise of the day, I invite you to open yourself up to God. What is he saying to you today? Are you holding on to something you need to release to him? Is there a fear or a burden that you need to invite him to carry? In the silence, I invite you to share your burdens and fears with God and receive what he has for you today.
0: A reading from Mark eleven twelve 12 to 19. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves, because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves, and he would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. And as he taught them, he said, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. The chief priests and the teachers of the law heard this and began looking for a way to kill him, for they feared him, because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. When evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city.
1: Have you ever encountered an organization or company that's lost its way? They started out with an admirable goal, but somewhere along the way their priorities began to change. And that original admirable goal took a backseat to a new goal of simply making a profit. They lost sight of their original purpose or mission. This happens a lot, so much so, in fact, that we actually have a term for it. We call it mission drift. At first glance, our scripture passage from Mark this morning may seem a bit strange. I mean, why would Jesus lose his temper with an out-of-season fig tree? That doesn't seem very Jesus-y. But when you know a little bit more about the context of this story, you begin to realize that this is less a story about Jesus being hangry and more about Jesus becoming frustrated with mission drift. It helps to know a little bit more about the significance of the fig tree in ancient Israel. In the time of Jesus, the fig tree was seen as a symbol for the temple. The temple was considered the most sacred place in the world for the Jewish people. It was seen as the meeting place between God and humanity. This was the place where you went to worship and experience the presence of God. This was the place where you offered your sacrifices and received God's forgiveness for your sins. So a story about Jesus approaching Jerusalem and cursing a fig tree is less about Jesus taking out his frustrations on a poor shrub and more about him proclaiming judgment on the temple. Jesus is saying that the people in charge have lost sight of the temple's original purpose. In Cursing the Fig Tree, Jesus is saying that the temple has experienced mission drift. As Jesus enters the temple, we read that he began to turn over tables and chase out the moneylenders. He quotes the prophets Isaiah and Jeremiah and reminds everyone what the temple was actually created to be. And at the same time, he points out how badly things have gone off the rails. Did you catch what he calls the people buying and selling things? He calls them robbers. Jesus is furious because the place where people are supposed to go to experience the divine, to experience God's presence and forgiveness, has been turned into a money-making scheme, mostly at the expense of the poor and the disadvantaged. Now it can be easy to point out all the ways that religious people and institutions experience mission drift. Most of us are incredibly skillful at pointing out the flaws in others. But what about ourselves? Where have you drifted from the mission and calling of God that he's placed on your life? Are there places in your life where you've allowed pride, compromise, or or taking advantage of others to get in the way of truly living for God? Our story today reminds us of our true calling as humans to live for God's mission in our world, and that when we get off track, we need to take a hard look at ourselves. But there's more going on here in this story than just a critique of mission drift. Jesus is drawing our attention to himself. And while the temple has failed to live up to its original calling, Jesus hasn't. Jesus doesn't experience mission drift. In fact, he is just as focused on his mission as he has ever been. In just a few days after Jesus' temple disruption, he will be crucified on the cross. He will cry out to his Father, It is finished. And with these words, Jesus proclaims that his purpose and mission is fully accomplished. And in Jesus, we discover something very much like the temple, but better in every way the perfect meeting place of God and humanity, the place of God's presence and forgiveness uncorrupted, and perfectly focused. Let's conclude with prayer. Heavenly Father, like the leaders in the temple, it is so easy for me to fall into mission drift, to lose sight of the calling you have placed on my life, to allow myself to become sidetracked by my own pride and selfishness. Like in the temple, would you turn over the tables in my heart, graciously call me back to the truth, so that like Jesus, I would be consumed with zeal for your house and for your glory. I ask that you would reign in my heart and reign in our world. In the name of your son, Jesus, I pray, amen.